Hello again, round two with Slash You. Mm-hmm. I am Nick. I am Andy. And we are Slash You. What, what is Slash You, they might ask. Andy and I are a couple guys, we're not film critics, but we uh, really want to dive in to forgotten slasher movies between the years of 1977 and 1988, with content being streamed everywhere. Mm-hmm. They're easy to find. Yeah, there's a ton of them on Amazon Prime. First first episode was... Splatter University. And the second Slash You podcast, we are doing... Final Exam, 1981. 1981, runtime of 130, uh, 130 minutes. 90, 90 minutes. 90 uh, minutes. Come on, One man. hour and 30 minutes. Yes, yeah. and uh, again, in a school setting. Yeah, another one that takes place at a university, uh, written and directed by Jimmy Houston. We wanted to give a brief synopsis of this film according to, well, I'll go according to IMDb. All right. All IMDb says it's a a psycho killer shows up on college campus to slash up pretty co-eds and dumb jocks. Um, IMDb gives it a 4.7 out of 10 based on 3,100 reviews. Uh, I don't think it deserves that. No. (laughs) How did we get through this movie? How did you get through it? I got through it twice, and um, it was not more enjoyable on the second watch. Uh, sometimes movies are. This week was not. I didn't. I, I hated it both times. I used a lot of Xanax. To, yeah. No, I'm just kidding, friends. No. Uh, I. It was. We'll get to it. Uh, sure. Uh, later within the the podcast, but yeah. um, I noticed that. Um, what you talked about, uh, psycho killer shows up on a college campus to slash up pretty coeds and dumb jocks. Right. You would think in 4.5 stars out of 5, you're like, this is going to be a great fucking slasher movie. Like right. a classic, what we all look for, you know, blood, mass killings, maybe some, you know, flirty boobs and butts. And, right. of course, the stereotypes, which we do have. Mm-hmm. But on the poster, the it says, final exam, some may pass the test. God help the rest. Right. That's, I guess, the tagline. Uh-huh. I, I didn't get it. No. Um, so the movie takes place... Uh, at Lanier College, largely, and it's right around final exam time. So we're talking near the end of the term, and I guess the setting for the movie, which the movie did a good job of setting this up, there's not a lot of people on campus. Yes. Um, A lot of students have gone home. Really, the only students that are left are the ones who have a couple of final exams left, and that's who we're dealing with, right? Kind of have a skeleton crew of, of students still on campus. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Which makes sense because you're thinking if it's a decent sized university, you're going to have a few hundred, if not a thousand kids still there. And it doesn't make sense to have a guy going around killing, but they did a good job of explaining there's not a lot of people here um, during the setting of this movie, anyway. So you want to get into um, what we liked and what we didn't like, uh, what worked and didn't work? Okay. Well, if you don't mind, I'm going to go ahead and uh, start off. First, we also want to introduce Edie. Our uh, slash you mascot. She is. Yep. Uh, there is a dog in the room. Uh, <laughs> uh, Andy's sweet little new puppy that is gonna be hanging out with us. Yeah, I'm um, hoping she settles down and takes a nap in a little bit. But I, hey, look, her. I took a nap during this fucking movie. So <laughs> go ahead. All right, so I'm gonna go ahead and say what I didn't like, and yeah. you know, again, we don't care about spoilers. Let's just get into it. Right, we are spoiling this entire movie. There is no plot to this movie, and of course, you can say, Nick, wait. There's really no plot to slasher movies, and I will say, shut the hell up. Mm-hmm. Yes, there is. There's always a background. Mm-hmm. There's a story. Why is the killer like this? What happened? Preach, sister. Yes, queen. <laughs> but I don't like how we're... Like, why is everyone dying? Why is this killer going... What happened? Right. He has no motive. Just a guy who shows up to kill. <sighs> there's... We don't even give him a name. <sighs> <laughs> They don't. Yeah, you're right. They just call him the killer, which I can I can dig on. But also, I notice too. Most slash movies say, "Hey, I, I wear a mask, or I'm I'm covered up with something, or I or I look like this." This guy was just, uh, you know, average looking dude with that uh, Dirk Diggler motherfucking haircut from Boogie Nights and uh, an army jacket and a rad van he drove into. Oh, yeah, the 1979 Chevrolet black. I love the van. A molester van. The molester van. No windows. Yes. <laughs> But still, what I'm getting at, yeah, it, it brought him on, and the first, the only thing he did, what I liked, mm-hmm. the very first kill, which I call the dick shot kill, was uh, through a 
convertible top. Once he puts the convertible at top town, there's two people making out at March College. Right. It's an intro scene, which you're always expecting in a slasher movie. Right. The first kill. They're making out. They want to go see the ducks, or she wants to go see the ducks. He's like, no, let me just, let's make out. Let me see them titties. And then, so she's like, well, at least put the top down. So he does. So the killer comes in, slashes through the convertible top. The girl screams. He drives off. He's like, fuck this. Let's get out of here. Right. And he pulls a homie, the star quarterback. I know he's a star quarterback from March College. Yep. Out of the car, throws him on the hood of the car, and stabs him repeatedly. Yeah. That's my dick shot kill of the, yeah. of the movie. That was the first kill, and while his girlfriend is in the backseat of the car just screaming. She's just screaming. She makes no attempt to get out of the car and run away. She's looking up. Uh, <laughs> just screaming. Uh, this man standing on the hood, stabbing her boyfriend repeatedly, just screaming. And they fade yeah, they fade down, fade to black, and then open on Lanier College, which must be another neighboring school. It's the rival school. It's a rival school. With the footballs. Right, right. Because, yeah, there's some lines of dialogue that yes. mention, a couple kids got killed at March College. One of them was the star quarterback. <laughs> yeah. And the one dude, uh, uh, was it Steve? Mark. Mark. Mark was like, uh, all right, we might be able to take those guys <laughs> this year. They're tappy. They're happy that their rival quarterback. Exactly. Gotcha. And Mark is another dick, Dirk Diggler motherfucker. Like, I right. posted a, I sent a picture to Andy where I can put a Dirk Diggler. Side by side. Side by yeah. side. Mark Wahlberg in Boogie Nights. And uh, so if you can picture Mark Wahlberg, who was in Boogie Nights as Dirk Diggler, mm-hmm. that's who Mark is. Yeah, Mark in this. Yeah, it's true. And I mean, I got to be honest, I think a lot of guys in the 80s had similar haircuts. Well, the killer <laughs> had the same fucking similar, haircut, too. Yeah. So, um,. What else? What else? You want me to... I'll give a couple of early on things I liked and didn't like. Yes, um, please. The, the music, the opening music, tries to sound a lot like Halloween, the movies. Halloween, yes. The Halloween movies. And um, I thought that was, it was good, I guess, to make it sort of creepy, but... I immediately got the vibe. I was like, this sounds like Halloween. The yeah, the, the piano, the very hardcore Which piano. Which is cool, but they're, they're trying a little too hard. Uh, just like you said, the killer has no motive. Uh, I did like that the nerds and the jocks in this movie seem kind of almost friendly. You know, their banter is... Uh, the, the, it's obvious that there's tension. Like, nerds, the, the jocks always pick on nerds. But it didn't seem uh, over-the-top violent, like in some other movies where nerd, where jocks like push them up against... They, they actually kind of pick on each other in a, almost a friendly way. Radish, Radish. Is, is one of the... Radish is the nerd. Yeah, he's he's a stereotype. He's a stereotypical nerd. He was not fearful of the jocks at all. It didn't, you know, as opposed to other movies, he was more like, whatever, I'm smart, you're dumb. Nah, you yeah, know? <laughs> yeah. He, he he did get picked on a little bit. Like, yeah. you know, he you know every 80s movie, the stereotypes, which we'll get into, but he, he was the screech. Yeah. You know, Saved by the Bell nerd of it. Radish, a great name, I thought yeah. as well. But The um, actor, this was one of his, this is his acting debut, uh, the actor, I believe. The opening credits, the introducing. Yeah, because um, this did star Cecil Baghdadi, who... She's Courtney. Courtney. Joel S. Rice. Is Radish. Radish. Yeah. And Ralph Brown. As Wild Man. Wild Man. And <laughs> he's the typical jock. So if you remember Revenge of the Nerds, Ogre, nerds, nerds, like... Right. He is the ogre of final exam. And what he is known as is Wild Man. And he has that. And you know that because he's number 75 and it's printed on his jersey, but it says it on the front and the back. Right. Very helpful, by the way. Yes. Name is all over the shirt. This is Wild Man. I definitely won't lose track of that. I think he had a different name, though, before the movie came out because in one of the scenes, the sheriff keeps calling him like Buck Boy or. or Bulldog. Bulldog. Yeah. So yeah, weird. maybe they thought like, should we go with Wild Man or Bulldog? And at yeah. the very end, you know, maybe John Houston just went like, "Fuck it, let's go with." Uh, they just didn't bother. Shooting. They didn't bother. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, what else? There's... Who did the music? Oh, I don't remember. I didn't write it down. It has some yacht rock vibes to it too. In the very, it was like that a smooth kind of jazzy, but then it goes into the like kind of uh, like you said the the horror sound. But I, when it first came on, I was kind of like, uh, I was kind of swaying my bones to it. So, <laughs> Gary S. Scott is credited as composer, <laughs> according to IMDb. Uh, music, yeah, David Franco, music supervisor. We should say uh, right now, uh, it, there is a, a scene early, about 17 minutes in, that we weren't really fans of. Uh, definitely not advocates of it, and definitely something you could not put in a movie today. There's a prank, mass shooting. On campus, it's a fraternity prank. 
where a bunch of guys pull up in a van and unload with um, what looks like assault rifles, but I think they're paintballs. Paintballs. And uh, they shoot a couple pledges who play dead, and then they just sort of fire in the air and shoot around, and everybody's running around. But they, the paintballs don't sound like real guns, dude. I mean, no. I w- I'm going to be honest with our friends yeah. listening to Slash to you. That I even texted Andy. I was like, dude, I don't know about this. Because in yeah. today's climate, let's be honest, I was almost ready to nix the film. But yeah. uh, I discussed it with Andy. And, of course, you know, we don't agree. You know, we yeah, like, just a side PSA. Nick and Andy don't agree with mass shootings. <laughs> I don't think that needs to be said. But right. uh, it was disturbing. Yeah. But then... You know, a minute later, you're you kind of getting the idea it's that quick. It, it's quick. It's a prank. Yes. Um, they make it known very fast that it's a prank um, by some frat boys, some obnoxious frat boys. Uh, so, but obviously, could not get away with that nowadays. Well, because yeah, I mean, like what we were talking about earlier, the 1969, I believe it was 69. Yeah. I'm not gonna Google it right now, but Kent State was a uh, mass shooting. Mm-hmm. And I can only think of that being the only one before the movie was filmed, mm-hmm. probably 1980, made in 1981. But when they were filming it, you know, the, it probably there wasn't big on mine because, I mean, it was 11 years later. Yeah. You know, it's probably like, hey, it's cool now. Right. But it in, would not be cool today's now. Today's day and nope. age, we've had enough uh, incidents where this really would bother some people, I would imagine. So um, that was just kind of like, yeah. We but, wanted to bring that up. Yeah, I think that's very yeah. important to bring up. Obviously, if you watch this movie and you... Um, See that you'll know what we're talking about, um, but and then you move right past it. Uh, the other thing, Nick, there's only like three adults in this whole school, adults, and I mean all the kids probably are over eighteen because they're in college. But there's the Dr. Reynolds is one of the professors. There's the coach, coach, and there's Mitch, the the security guy, the guy who's a drunk. Right. They're the only three adults. Who's the professor in the whole again? School. Dr. Reynolds. He's the the, act, the, the the character. If you Google John Holmes. <laughs> That's exactly who this guy looks like. What's John Holmes do? Who is he? He was famous uh, in the late 70s uh-huh. for um, kind of deciphering uh, some testimonies between uh, some of the Lord's disciples oh, really? in the Bible. Yes. Huh. I thought he was famous. And he had a big cock. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, but seriously, yeah. oh, hear me out. Yeah. I, I, I want to bring this up that uh, John Holmes, I mean, uh, what's his, Dr. Reynolds? Dr. Reynolds, yep. Dr. Brian Graham. Um, <laughs> Dr. Reynolds bangs students, female Correct. students. Right. Uh, the actor's name is Don Hepner. H E P N E R Don Hepner plays Dr. Reynolds. And yeah, that was one of the stereotypes that I figured I might mention was the, the classic student uh, teacher having an affair with a student. Yes, uh, I have that as one of the stereotypes. I also think uh, Courtney, who is our lead actress, imagine a young, nerdy Sarah Jessica Parker. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's kind of the innocence kind of what we have here. We also have the typical jock, wild man, yep. burping. Yep. Uh, blowing it in people's faces. Blowing yeah. it in people's faces. <laughs> you know, spraying, you know, spraying deodorant under his arms and then spraying it in his mouth. Oh, God. Yeah, he did that. You're right. Drinking. Um, and then also, Dr. Reynolds, we're all friends of the fans of The Office here. Dr. Reynolds had a teacher's assistant who was uh, Jim Halpert's dad, I think. Or oh, uh, yeah. John, Krasinski. John Krasinski. He looked, I swear, when I stopped, I was like, this is motherfucker Jim Halpert's dad. But, uh, you know, things I notice as a fan of The Office. Um, And he said, if any of you try to cheat, I have a sniper trained. On on Mick Williams Tower. Or Williams Tower. Yes! (laughs) Yeah. Obviously, he's joking, but he's like, sniper trained for you. Uh, And then he leaves. And then he goes and uh, makes out with uh, the high student, Lisa. Lisa, which Um, we'll we'll talk about Lisa. We'll talk about Lisa. But, like, um, never in my entire history do I recall a a teacher giving us the final exam and then leaving the room. They, they stayed for it. Well, with all the, I mean, they had two teacher grading assistants. Yeah. I and guess. Jim Halpert was very serious <laughs> about, or Jim Halpert's dad was very yeah. serious about watching the students before the uh, massacre happened. Right. I do want to bring up another stereotype as we go on. Sure. Was a hick, the hick cop, the hick oh, sheriff, God. that yeah. after the massacre, when they called it in thinking it was real, radish, called the <laughs> massacre and saying, people are dying. Yeah. 30 minutes later, later, one cop shows up, and he's like, well, God damn, you bring me out of here for, you know, what yeah. the hell? Away from my dinner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, so the fraternity boys play their prank mass shooting. 
Radish the nerd calls the cops, and redneck stereotype sheriff shows up. There it's you go. Terrible. It, um, he was everything that was a stereotype, wasn't he? I mean, he was just. Uh, I I, <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, is that is that typical? Because I mean, I know we're going to be watching a lot of a lot more uh, slash uh, campy horror movies uh-huh. uh, between the years of nineteen seventy seven and nineteen eighty eight, yeah. but. We're gonna find these stereotypes, and they're always gonna be there. Um, they're always gonna be there. And uh, again, this is a culinary classic. <laughs> you mean a cinematic? No, it's classic? always gonna be a culinary classic culinary because classic? today I enjoyed coffee and a veggie burger while I watched it, so it was culinary. Um, Great. Uh, I do want to bring up a point at the thirty-three minute mark and fifty-second mark. Okay. Um, Lisa. Mm-hmm. The, hot um, the hot, the yeah, she's the hot stereotype, hot girl in the thing. Three minutes and fifty seconds, she's talking to Courtney, mm-hmm. and Courtney's concerned about uh, grades, so she's studying for the final exam. Of course, <laughs> there that's you go. The name of the movie. Mm-hmm. Every time they say the name of the movie, drink. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it makes it more enjoyable. Oh boy. <laughs> Therefore, this podcast isn't going to be long then. I have another well, final exam. Yeah. <laughs> Why is yeah. Nick already sleeping? Right. Um, but she says this line. Mm-hmm. She says, once you get out of school, no one cares what your grades were. And that is the truth. Because once you get out, no one cares. Like, when you get a job, no one's going to sit there and say, what were your grades? They right. just want to know if you got a degree. So you could have had a D average or an A average, and you, as long as you got a fucking degree. But this is where, um, you know, once... That's where my social commentary started bringing up. But, oh, okay. Um, yeah. I, I don't want to dive into that now. I still kind of want to talk about, I know we still have some time for what we liked or we didn't like. Sure. Um, yeah, I, well, I mean, to be honest, we're still kind of getting our feet wet yes. on the podcasting thing. And we do have a, a, a sort of an outline of what we're going to stick to. Uh, and we it makes are, us look professional. I know, right? And we're talking likes and dislikes, but we are going to sprinkle in lines of dialogue, uh, stereotypes, those sorts of things. Uh, as long as you're, as long as you brought up her line, I'll bring I'll bring up one too that was near the beginning of the movie, um, was um, well two that were the the first scene of the movie the two uh, uh, people making out in the car the ducks have headlights yeah where he <laughs> says where she said uh, she hears a noise or something and and, um, and or she no he wants to make out and she says let's just watch the ducks and he says ducks don't swim at night. Their headlights short circuit in the water. <laughs> I wrote that damn thing down too, yeah, dude. We both. So I was like, "That's ridiculous." Uh, written and directed by Jimmy John. Houston. Thanks, Jimmy Houston. And then later on, um, the, uh, the pretty frat boy Mark, uh, on his way to the final exam, uh, he's talking to Courtney. If I don't pass this course, my parents stop making the payments on my car. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I'll have to walk places. And. and just so everyone <laughs> Mark is uh Mark is the uh I guess the president of the frat. He's a guy with a Dirk Diggler haircut. I mean yeah. once we get an Instagram, I'm gonna still post this uh the side by side. But he's getting into advertising. Uh side right. note, that's what uh Nick does. Oh, I, so what that I did home for you. Yes, it did. When he's like <laughs> Because that's what he brought up. You know, he's like, he's going in advertising, and so he sucks at chemistry. So that was a whole idea behind the, 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 the shooting. I'm <clears throat> jumping, and I hope people can stay with me. Yeah. The, the shooting was a prank, but it was also a diversion. So Mark, when the Jim Halpert teacher's aide goes to look out the window to see what's happening, he can grab mm-hmm. the teacher's red pen and, and Artie Greatest. Right. He, he marked down that he got an 82. Yes. But he sort of pre-graded his test and put it at the bottom of the stack. Yeah. So you're right. So this horrible mass shooting frat prank was actually a diversion. Yes. So a, Mark could pass. The, Mark could pass the chemistry yeah, test yeah. that Dr. Reynolds was teaching. Right. Um, another great line that uh, Mark has too when he's talking to Lisa, mm-hmm. uh, he asks her to go for a midnight ride in his car. He's like, "What? Everyone likes to ride in my car." And just so you know, Mark uh, has a brown Corvette. Oh. A nineteen. I would say 71. Uh-huh. It's a T-bar Corvette or T-top. Okay. Oh, God. I'm so glad this is our second episode because the car nerds, the car nerds would yeah. be like giving me we shit. We have but... like no listeners. <laughs> yeah. When we're on episode 100 and we have thousands of listeners, the car guys would be like, you're an idiot. What are you talking about? <laughs> you fucking ass. But right now we can screw it up. Yes. So that's good. Um, yeah. Right around that same time uh, uh, when Dr. Reynolds went off... Uh, 
handed out the test and went off and he was kind of making out with Lisa, she was um, talking to him about, this is your last chance for the semester to get some firm flesh. Uh, you're going to be left with nothing but that sagging old wife of yours. She must be almost 30 by now. <laughs> <laughs> As guys, I'm 38. Yes, and I'm uh, I'm 21. Or, no, no, I'm just kidding. I'm uh, I'm 29. But, um... <laughs> When she said your wife must be almost 30 by now. And Dr. Reynolds looks like he's mid-40s or yes. older. Yeah, dude. It's She's seriously. picking on his wife for being almost 30 and old and sagging. Blonde, curly hair, mustache. John Holmes. Google fucking John Holmes. He yep. looks just like him. Yep. Uh, and 30-year-old women are beautiful. Yes. Yeah, they're not sagging. <laughs> it's just, I, I did have that down too. I was like, man, because that means Lisa. So Dr. Reynolds, the chemistry teacher... Mm-hmm. Is making out with Lisa, who's the hot, you know, the, the, the she's a pretty girl. Mm-hmm. She is what I would say, twenty one. She has to be. Uh, well, obviously she's older than eighteen to be yes, in college. College. We don't quite know where these kids are at if this is their senior year or what. So, she, but she's. Pro- I would estimate twenty one. I would say twenty one or twenty three at the oldest. But she's all worried about his thirty year old wife. <laughs> it's like <laughs> sagging. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that was another weird ass line. Um, Side note: uh, yeah. Lisa in the movie does in her dorm room that she shares with Courtney does have a huge picture on her dresser of Doctor Reynolds's. What I think is probably his Hollywood headshot. Yeah, his professional headshot oh, in real God. life yeah. on her desk. <laughs> so, if in case they were trying to keep their affair secret. <laughs> Uh, from school authorities. That's also kind of broadcasted in this movie. Yes. Everyone knows that Lisa's banging the chemistry teacher. <laughs> and Dr. Reynolds is like, just so my wife doesn't find out. Yeah. I just don't want my wife to find out. And he's a professor, so oh, it's yeah. cool. Yeah, I mean, well. Yeah. It's a huge headshot picture. Like, I started cracking up when I saw that. Because, again, it's like, hey, we got to keep this quiet. I'm going yeah. to pull down the, uh, I'm going to pull down the curtain. I'm going to make sure no one sees us when I'm yeah. like, when I'm, Grabbing those, uh, you know, not thirty-year-old boobs, and uh, and uh, but then she has her picture on the dresser. I thought that right. was fun. So she's not hiding the fact that she's banging nope. the teacher at all. Um, and that brings me. I don't know if you want to touch on a quick, like, deeper meaning, deeper message. Yes. That I wanted to bring up, at least uh, among the likes and dislikes. Um, speaking of Lisa, uh. She uh, makes a point early on when you know she's packing to go home because it's the end of the term. Um, and uh, she talked to Courtney, and she kind of just says, "When you're pretty, you can get whatever you want." Oh, and, you know, it, right? Oh, see, you took the same notes. I took the yeah, same. We, we don't watch. We don't watch this movie. We don't watch these movies together. Just right. so everyone knows, right. we watch them separately <laughs> to bring in our own notes. Exactly. Jesus. So Lisa sort of sticks her head in the hallway and is like, "Boys." Can you help me with my stuff? And these two guys are like, "Oh, absolutely!" And which Courtney then, of course, is sort of reflecting on later, like, "Oh, if you're pretty, everything's easier for you." Which is the deeper meaning, deeper message I was bringing up. I agree. I believe it's a. Uh, I have the same notes, friends mm-hmm. of slash you. Uh, I ha- I think it's a commentary on how women can use their uh, looks mm-hmm. to force men to do what they ask and what they please. A commentary that speaks to powerful women. Mm-hmm. That know their looks can intimidate and give them what they want, but can it be a curse? Because let's be honest, in the end, it was a curse for Lisa. Mm-hmm. Her beauty was uh, was sought after by Doctor Reynolds, by sought after by many men, I would assume. Yeah. But she uh, knows that her looks can get her somewhere. Yep. Courtney, her roommate, knows that her looks can get her somewhere. Right. Rad. Everyone. Radish knows, but in the end. Can good looks be a curse? And not just to women. Again, this is 1981. Mm-hmm. If this movie was remade today, you know, it could be it could be anyone. Uh, a hot guy could uh, be getting his Yeah, way he, somehow. her, yeah. he, him, yeah. them, they. Like, it yeah. doesn't matter, but everyone that has, that could be perceived as good looking, can it be a curse? And so I brought in the curse because, as we know, Lisa... <laughs> Ends up getting killed. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, which we'll hit later in the kill yes. count. Um, kill count! Kill count! On the same topic, uh, you know, a little bit later, Courtney is uh, friends with Radish, the, the nerd guy, and she's talking to him about Lisa, and she's talking to him about... Crack another one. She's talking to Radish like she says, life just isn't fair. And, and Radish says, no, at least it's not fair to everybody. 
Or is that a paradox? And I was like, holy shit, that's deep. Yeah, Radish is fucking my favorite character. If life's not fair to everybody, then in a way, it is fair. No, that's... you, <sighs> Andy, you said it. That, Mind blown! <laughs> this movie... Okay, let, let's agree on this then. The uh-huh. only reason I watch this movie is for Radish. Mm-hmm. I agree. And, and for his acting debut... Um, uh, he did a damn good job. Um, John, uh, Joel, Joel S. Rice was introducing Joel S. Rice as Radish. He did a damn good job, I thought. He did. He really, he really, I thought they all did. I even thought the girl who was with the star quarterback in the intro when the, um, You mean girl in car? Girl in car. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that's so funny. That's so funny you mentioned that because I thought she did a good job too. Uh It was something to where... I was like, her acting's good. Of course, the, 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 the star quarterback of March College, when he dies, again, my dick shot kill of the movie. Uh, you know, his acting's, of course, horrible, but I thought she did a good job, too. Better than Courtney, the star, in my opinion. Yep. Courtney was, again, the Sarah Jessica Parker. Again, if you can imagine Sarah Jessica Parker, um, you know. As a, as as a, a young nerd. Three-year-old. Yeah. Um, I but, thought Courtney was cute. I really liked your call on uh, what Radish and the yeah. uh, social paradox of... Yeah. If life's not fair to everybody, then in a way it is fair. Yes. It's fair in the fact that it's not fair to everyone. It's that's mind-blowing. And he was drunk when he said it. So. Dude, I, these mushrooms are kicking yeah, in dude, now. <laughs> totally. Um, yeah. Dude. Let's, uh, let's pause for just a second, and then we'll go into... Um, a couple other, maybe some other likes and dislikes and some uh, funny lines. That'd be cool, too. Like, if we said, let's pause, if we showed, like, cat paws. <laughs> you know, like, let's pause, because we yeah. both love them. Oh, is this a recording? Fuck, just kidding. We will be right back. Yes. So, we're doing uh, Kill Count. Kill Count. Uh, kill Count. Uh, well, that would be a cool intro. Like, yeah. <laughs> maybe at some point we'll put in some music and... Kill count. Yeah, there you go. Choo, 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 choo. Pow, pow. The Vuvuzelas or something. I'm going to make Nick choke on his PBR. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) I love the pew, 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 pew. Kill count. Did you notice uh, real quick before the kill count? I'm sorry. Did you notice Gary? The the pledge for the fraternity? Yes. Uh, We never brought up. How in the fuck did we not bring up Gary? Uh, well, how in the fuck right, did we not Gary. bring up Gary or his girlfriend Janet? They tied him to the tree. Yes, and that was a—he's a pledge, friends. He time is time out on kill count for just a minute. Time out on kill yeah, count. We'll hit that in a minute. Gary how the, the pledge. Fuck, did yeah. we forget Gary the pledge? Uh, all right. Well, I wanted to point out his he shirt. Was, sorry to interrupt, but he was—he like, was the next kill. Like he was yeah, the after kill. fifty minutes of no mm-hmm. one being killed in a slasher movie. Right. He was the next kill. The and next kill. So, uh, uh, apparently the rules, I've never been a part of a fraternity, but the rules are the pledges are given a pin, uh, and if you're, as a pledge, if you have your pledge pin and you like a girl, or you start dating a girl, you give her your pledge pin. So Gary gives Janet his pin, and it is just that, it's a little decorative pin that goes on her shirt, uh, but if he's caught without it, with his, with his frat buddies, they tie him to a tree, strip him. It's called getting treed. Getting treed. They tie him to a tree, strip him down to his underpants, and pour ice into his briefs. And then he has to stay there until Janet comes and frees him. That's right. That's and that's the rules. And that's where Elizabeth comes in. Elizabeth is uh, another curse, you know, like an ancillary character. An ancillary. Good right. word, by the way. Welcome. As a writer, that's a great fucking word, yeah, friends. Words with friends. An ancillary? Baby. Ancillary, friend? <laughs> ancillary character. The girl that. Uh, uh, okay, we'll talk about that. Gary gets tied up, and he's like yelling at Elizabeth, "Go find Janet!" You know, because yes. the faster Janet comes and frees him, the the better. I am so glad you fucking figured that out, Andy, yeah. because I had uh, to this point, I still am like, "What's the killer story?" Like, I, I didn't know mm-hmm. that was very smart, very astute. Another good word. There's another word. Um, that uh, that I'm 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 stoked on, and that that you yeah. that, 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 that you mentioned about Gary. Right. Who is a pledge with Mark and Wildman's Wild Man. fraternity. Right. And I can't believe it took us this long to bring him up. Gamma, Delta, Psi. Um, the, war, the letters, Gamma, Delta, Psi, the Greek letters, they're on Gary's shirt. And uh, I, I drew it out. It looks like the word raw, doesn't it? The Gamma Delta Psi R A W. Quit smoking grass. No, Andy. dude, it totally. And I, like, I was like, I would buy that shirt. I would buy that shirt because it looks like it says raw. 
which is like raw, macho, raw. Anyway, <sighs> am I reaching? Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Let's put in a sound effect. Here. No, we're gonna... Andy's reaching. <laughs> um, no, no, that was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe this is why we should do true crime podcasts. <laughs> because <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, he really did draw it out, friends. I and wrote I guess it, it down. but to me, it looks like Ray. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it could be like. Yeah. Ray, like Ray. Sugar Ray, like yeah. you know, like but, uh, well, every morning is a wake up on my girlfriend's bed. Um, um Gary, be careful because if you sing that too much, Mark McGrath actually jumps out of the mirror and stabs <laughs> you. Um, Gary was another character who had his name on his shirt. That was good. Yeah, Gary was another one who had Gary. Yeah, across the back. Well, of he was a pledge. Just I, I thought about that. Yeah, in case you forget who he is. Um, but I thought as a pledge, you know. It's... He gets tied to the tree and yells at Elizabeth, go find Janet, go find Janet. Elizabeth proceeds to run into the dorm looking for Janet. Janet, is Janet around? Who's seen Janet? Who's seen Janet? And she does what while she's running around? Uh, at the uh, 52 minute and 42 second mark, what the hell is Elizabeth digging? Is it Elizabeth? Yeah. What is she digging out of her ass? Please, if you're, please, please go watch. Not just for Radish, but for Elizabeth, because Elizabeth is an awkward chick. She's pulled a wedgie. I mean, which I'm not saying it's, I mean, we all have wedgies, but I, I just didn't see how it coincided with yeah. maybe the director, uh, Jimmy Houston. John? Yeah, yeah Jimmy Jimmy, I was calling yeah. him Johnny early in the podcast. I'm sorry, but That's okay. maybe, you know, he was like, no, let's keep it. It's yeah. natural. Don't look, cut. Yeah, 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 look. It speaks to Elizabeth's character. Yes. Maybe she's t- kind of a gross girl. Who knows? Yeah, and Elizabeth, yeah, she does seem like she's, she's nasty. Yeah, she probably pops zits and all that. Yeah, and she's got like a stinky picks her. Well, we all got stinky butt holes. Picks her nose. And, yeah, like um, like she doesn't, but, you know, but she does hang out with a fraternity boy, so maybe she, you know, maybe she's red. Knows? She's gross. But. Um, but well, wait, we're going to the kill count before this. But then we, yeah. there's Gary, and then like everything's rad. But uh, right. but Gary is uh, before we go on the kill count. Just so you know, you watch. Yeah. Final exam. Yeah. For I had 50 minutes. I, I know Andy over here actually timed it from the first kill. Right. Which I don't include the star quarterback's girlfriend at the time. The first because we don't see her killed. Right. We just see her screaming. Right. Oh, you mean girl in car. Girl in car, yes. yes. <laughs> Thank you. Girl in car, we see her not killed, but what I'm getting at is it's, we really wait 50 minutes. That's not a slasher movie to me. It's insane. Every um, fucking yeah. 10 minutes. So we timed it. So uh, from the start of the movie, you have that first scene, the two people get killed, girl and guy in car, and then it's at the 55-minute mark or 50 minutes later. Yes, there you go. Thank you. Our pledge, Gary, is the next person to die. Uh, it is an obscenely long time, in my opinion, yes. in a slasher movie. And that's and that's what's now time to bring us up to the the kill count. Kill count. Pew, 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 pew. Kill count. Kill count. So you have girl in car, guy in car. We don't count the girl We're in not car. Not counting girl in car. We don't see her die, but it is hinted at in dialogue that yes. she does get killed. Guy in car, we see him get killed. He's my favorite. That's uh, Nick's dick shot kill. Nick's dick shot of the week. Um, <laughs> Nick's dick shot kill. Should I just talk like this for the entire podcast? <laughs> he gets pulled. He gets pulled from his driver's seat out of the top of the car and stabbed on the hood of the car. It's a soft top convertible. Yeah. Um, then Gary, the pledge, uh, at the 50, roughly the fifty-five minute mark. Gary the Pledge gets, uh, he's treed, he's tied to the tree, ice down his, uh, down his briefs. Whipped cream or, or is it, um... Shaving cream. Then why is fucking Wild Man putting it in his mouth? I think Well, he puts yeah. a deodorant in his mouth, so, sorry. It could be whipped cream, I don't know. No, I think well, it is shaving cream, because that's what they say, but then yeah. they're all laughing when they go back to the dorm room, jumping scenes. Yeah. Mark, uh, Dirk Diggler, motherfucker, and, uh, Wild Man. Yeah. Are in the, uh, racist dorm room, and yeah. he's... He's got it in his mouth. He's yeah. they're laughing because people are so, calling them for speed or test exams. So. Maybe it's both. Yeah. Okay. Know. Go. Well. Yeah. That's a continuity issue. But, but then um, Gary thinks it's Janet though that's saving him. Right. Actually, uh, right before he's yelling, "Oh Janet, oh Janet, please be here soon. That bitch is always late." <laughs> <laughs> so they have a deep love, and um, well, he pinned her. Right. Oh, that's true. That bitch is always late, and then. Uh, uh, one of the ropes comes loose because he hear you know he hears a noise and somebody cut the rope for one of his arms and he's yes all right you're here please cut the next rope 
Yes, all right. Well, and then um, he lets his feet go. He's free, uh, and he's kind of yelling, Janet, is that you? Where are you? Where are you? You know, he doesn't have his clothes, and he's kind of cold, and he um, walks forward a few steps, and our killer drops from the tree. In I front, love that. On top of Gary and, and stabs him. So the guy cut the rope and then silently climbed the tree, which is very sneaky, sneaky on the killer's part, and uh, stabs Gary. Out of the tree, Gary killed a 55-minute mark. Yeah, so Gary is our second kill. And that's where I even wrote, like, where's the story for this killer? Which we do find out that there is not one. Right. But the kills continue with the next one being... Janet. Janet, which is... Gary's girlfriend. Describe that. Okay, great description. Mm -hmm. She finally gets to the tree after, obviously, the killer's already got to Gary. Mm -hmm. She gets to the tree... I love how they put uh, his Gary's jersey or Gary's little frat jersey that it says raw that says raw <laughs> or sugar Ray. I mean Ray or raw. We'll go with we'll go with Andy. Gamma Delta Psi. It's sitting there on the uh, rope, and she's like, "Where are you?" And um, she assumes that he's gotten out, so she's looking for him. She looks up on a water tower. What did I assume? It's a, a, I think it's an observatory. Well, let's call it observatory for now. It looks like that. Yeah. But it's a big building. The next the podcast distance. will be a debate against water towers and observatories. It looks like that in the distance. You're right. Yes. But uh, the shadow was yeah. a great shot. Silhouette sort of thing. Yeah. Cinematography in 1981, probably not a big deal, but I thought it was a great capture. Janet looks up at the silhouette. It's the killer, mm-hmm. but she thinks it's Gary. So mm-hmm. she's like, I'm coming for you. Mm-hmm. She finds his pants. She's like, Gary, you're kinky. You're no kidding. Yeah. So she goes up the steps to the observatory slash water tower and uh what scares her because she starts running down well she's just calling for him and then the lights go out that's what it was and then they come right back on that's okay is that what it was that's literally all that happens (laughs) so she gets scared and the lights go out and they come right back on she gets freaked and starts running away so she does run down the steps and as she runs to a corner it's just a hand reach a simple stupid kill yep the killer yep. uh, reaches out, grabs her, and pulls her about the corner. We never see her body. We assume she's dead. Right. Ooh, that'd be great. Uh, fucking final exam, too. Yeah. Janet's return. Yeah, Janet was never killed. Yeah, uh, but, I mean, we, I loved her. <laughs> she she always wore high Argyle socks. I thought that was knee-high high Argyle socks. Yeah. I'm very, a, I'm very a PC guy, but I thought that was kind of rad. That's just yeah. my opinion. Who gets killed next? Oh, was it sh- Wild uh, Man? Yes, it is Wild Man. So Wildman has been sent to the uh, gymnasium locker room to find, procure painkillers. Yep. Uh, right? Well, because actually uh, somebody called the fraternity looking for some speed so they could stay awake to study. Interrupting Andy. Yeah, that's fine. That was where we wanted to discuss things you could, that would be another segment would be yeah. great in this movie. Things you couldn't put in movies today. Oh, sure. When they walked into their dorm room, when, they're ca- when they answered the phone... Uh, when Mark answers the phone to either get drugs or tests, cheat sheets for the test. Right. Um, in the dorm room, there is a Confederate flag. <laughs> yeah. And a uh, lawn jockey. Lawn a, jockey. A, with black skin, black face, lawn jockey. <laughs> Very racist little statue. Very. Yeah. But then they also have like the the calendar with the girl with the whipped cream or something. Yeah. Over they her got some and, you know uh, typical stereotypical jock stuff like naked. Naked chicks and stuff you would not see today. So again, uh, I, I just wanted to. We discussed so, this before we started this podcast. So right. please, uh, well, before we hit play, we we talk. We talk before. Bit. Yeah. A little Wild bit. man goes to the gym because they stole uh, the keys to the locker room from Radish, and uh, the whole uh, uh, incentive there is he's he's looking for painkillers that they can sell. But also wrecking the place to get Radish in trouble. To get Radish in trouble because um, he... Called the cops on the prank earlier. In the the shooting prank. Yes. Right. And so, Wild Man, while he's there, uh, somebody he, he walks out of the um, locker room and the scoreboard lights up. That's... At the middle of the basketball court. Two-minute mark. And it has two minutes on the clock. It's very cool. Yes. And then the lights come up and our killer is standing at center court. Yes, that... He... Because... Because Wildman runs back and turns on the light because he's like, who's this? Yeah. Coach! So yeah. he runs to turn on the lights and... And our killer's in the center court. And Wildman Another charges him. Charges him to tackle him. Yeah! Our killer's good at hand-to-hand. Yeah. Easily disables Wildman. <laughs> um, yes, he is! <laughs> good point, Andy. Uh, but I wanted to make mention, he beats Wildman back and forth into the uh, weight room area. You know, there's the fight. They're, they're scuffling. 
this is the first time in the first kill, I think, where we see actual gore, actual blood. We didn't see it in uh, Gary's death. We didn't see it in the kids at the beginning of the movie. You just And we didn't see Janet. We didn't see any actual blood. Yeah, the blood factor does go up because... Not, keep, keep, yeah. keep that in mind. Go he, ahead. He, uh, uh, one of the cable machines in the in the weight room, he he uh, pull, pulls the cable and wraps it around Wildman's neck and then lets it go. Lets it go to sort of pull Wildman back yeah. towards the the machine and sort of choke him to death. Blood is coming out of his mouth. Yeah, so there's you know, that's really the first time we see any actual blood. And then he stuffs Wildman in a locker upside down. We see a lot of uh, hashtag stuffed locker. Yeah. Uh, shots like where let's <laughs> we'll get into the kills, but. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up the scoreboard that Andy uh, you right. brought up again, where it final counts down and it does, the... yeah. and then guest one, one point, yeah, one point, and visitor oh, nothing. Yeah. So to me, it shows maybe, ooh, yeah, ooh, uh, ear, 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 ear. side note, <laughs> slash you, maybe because he's the guest, maybe he's from March College, and because oh. it's guest visitor, how come it wasn't visitor one yeah. and guest zero, guest home. I mean, oh, guess home. That's yeah, what I'm. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Too much cannabis. No, um, so that makes sense. So I did like that touch. I, mean, I did too. The the clock started in two minutes. The whole little fight between the killer and Wild Man took two minutes. Yeah, because yeah. yes, right when he dies. I just wonder why they did. You know, the one under guest, and then I don't know because uh, the killer's got one point now. All right, we're gonna be right <laughs> back. We're gonna snort some mushrooms. No, we don't. Oh, we are. No. <laughs> just he really I didn't was. Think he did that with mushrooms. <laughs> No, um, I don't know. I'm just having fun. Next kill is Mark. Mark, yes. Correct. Barrel kill. Hashtag barrel kill. Mark uh, looking. goes looking for Wild Man. You know, he hasn't come back in a while. He should be back with the pills by now. What's going on? Totally. So he drives his uh, T-top, the car, the one that we're going to get the car experts all yeah. about. Yeah, damn it. He drives that over to the gym because he's lazy and can't walk. And um, well, we don't come on, man. We don't know. We don't know. But Wild Man walks, so whatever. Uh, he could have taken the bus. He could. So Mark's <laughs> looking for him. Mark's looking for him and um, discovers Wild Man stuffed upside down in a locker. Yep. And then the killer uh, proceeds to chase Mark uh, a little bit throughout the gymnasium. He doesn't seem too scared as he's getting chased too. He locks doors. Yeah, locks yep. doors behind him. Yep. Right. Uh, he ends up in sort of a boiler room area. Uh, with the door locked and the killer pounding on it from the other side. He's trying to look for each one. Both doors say do not enter. Right. So finally he enters one. I mean, he, if he, the one he enters, that's when we see the killer. Killer pops up out of a barrel. barrel stabs Mark in the chest. But if My tra- favorite kill, by the way. Oh, that's Andy's dick shot that kill of the movie. my favorite kill. Mark's Whatever. death was my favorite. Uh, Mine was, okay. He just pops up, stab. And I'm going to start another podcast called Why Andy Sucks. <laughs> No, Andy. Seriously, brother. Like that was a. It was just he pops up a barrel and just went. I mean, it's yeah. like what we see. I mean, I would say which I'm not trying to <laughs> foreshadow here, but it's Lisa's kill, which we'll get to. But okay, that that it was he popped out of a barrel. Woo! I guess he could have picked the other door and made it. It was almost like choose your own adventure kind of shit. So well, then, but let's be honest. Who discovers Mark? Uh, Radish. Yes, and what? Where was Mark? Also in a locker. <laughs> Uh, he, said, he said with, <sighs> with exasperation in his voice. Uh, Mark was also in a locker. Um, Radish, the nerd, uh, went to the gym to do inventory. Yes. Uh, and discovered that the boys... He's the team manager for the... Yeah. Shocking. The nerd is the manager. <laughs> what? That never happens. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. Stereotype much? There you go. So Radish was uh, uh, discovered... Um, he, he's trying to clean up the locker room because they've, uh, you know, thrown everything's in disarray. And he discovers Mark, Dirk Diggler, haircut Mark in the locker, grabs the payphone there in the locker room and calls the cops. Which, you know, fun fact, in the first take, the payphone fell off the wall and broke. And the filmmakers had to go out at 4 a.m. and find another payphone. I read that in the IMDb trivia. Dude. Yeah. That's a good one, brother. Yeah. Yeah, it, when he first picked it up to, to dial, it fell off the wall and broke. <laughs> That's a really good one, man. And they had to go find another payphone. Um, for all of you who don't know what a payphone is, we used to have to pick up a phone and put money into it and dial a phone number. And now we all have cell phones. And at the time this movie was shot, it only cost a dime to make a phone call. Dime, for God's sake. So, 
Um, he calls the sheriff, and but because of the fraternity prank from earlier in the movie that was a false alarm, the sheriff doesn't believe him. Hell no, I'm not coming over, you yeah. motherfucker. Don't tell me how to do my job, boy. I'm chewing tobacco and... I'm busy wanking it. Watching what Fox News was in 1981. Whatever it was. Whatever it was. Duke's a hazard or something. Yeah, something uh, with a Confederate so flag. Radish just says, fine, I'll take charge myself. And then thinks of uh, mm. Courtney. He likes Courtney. So, oh. And so he sprints back to the dorm room. <sighs> and he's looking for Courtney. And our killer, he's pounding on Courtney's door. Courtney, Courtney! And the killer punches through the door and grabs Radish and pulls him against the door and stabs him to death. I thought somehow he could have lived. Yeah, and Rad, poor sweet Radish. Oh, that was my favorite. That's what I wrote in my notes, that man. Was I was like, why, why, why yeah. is Radish die? That was my second favorite. But it was pulled through the fucking door, dude. Yeah. It wasn't. I mean, it's like you could pull me. Let's try it right now. We're up pause and we'll come out and try Difficult it. Difficult to do. Oh, okay, so I don't want to mess up your house. But, I, you know, like, he pulls him through, and so, okay, I'm jumping yeah. to, but, Cor- but shit. Courtney was out getting uh, soda from the But we can't machine. forget about Lisa. Right. See, this one's going over. Well, and this is what happened. Um, this is why I think this killer has teleportation powers. Because he just killed Radish while Courtney's out getting a soda. And then we smash cut over to uh, Lisa, hot chick, hot chick, is in the re- the rehearsal hall playing piano. Hot, hot lady. Hot lady Lisa. Uh, yeah, chick. Yeah, sorry. That hot, might happen. Hot, sorry. beautiful woman Lisa, beautiful, empowered woman, is playing the piano, uh, waiting for her Prince Charming, cheater. Dr. Reynolds, uh, the cheater, on his wife, to come bang her. Uh, and she... Come uh, have, make love to her. Come make love to her uh, and cheat on his wife. And um, she hears a noise and knows, uh, thinks that it's Dr. Reynolds. So she goes upstairs to the art gallery, art room or whatever, art classroom, and decides she's gonna strip naked like a nude model for her for her love, Dr. Reynolds, to come and find her there. This is the one and only time we see nudity. A minute, uh, one hour, fourteen minute mark exactly. Right, we see uh, Lisa's Lisa's boobies and booty. But and we know slash boobies. If you show your boobs or your butt, you're gonna die. You're gonna die. And um, and she poses on the uh, you know on a art dais with her back to the door, and here's the. You know, here's somebody coming in, thinks it's Dr. Reynolds, and the killer puts his hand on her shoulder. She starts kissing the hand, realizes it's not Dr. Reynolds, and he grabs her by the neck, and he stabs her. With a lot of blood. See, you know, you pick fucking Dirk Diggler that dies as your your kill. Right. But seriously, and you're like, it's going to take me a while to get over that. Well, you know, and this is, my part was the continuity, because he just killed Radish way over in the dorm room, and now he's, boom, all of a sudden... There at the rehearsal hall. Maybe they're right next door. I don't know, but he Lisa's, seems to know where everyone is. Yeah, well, and he's able to get around pretty quickly. Exactly, but Lisa's kill was the I think the goriest. Out of mm-hmm. they don't they show blood running down her like, like even Mark's yeah. kill. He's stuffed in locker. There's blood coming out of his eye. Right, Lisa's I, kill had the most blood. Well, yeah, but how does blood come? I mean, I'm not a doctor. Yeah, you know, I did discover you know a new virus for COVID. It's oh. called PBR. <laughs> that was stupid. So let's can we erase? Yeah, that? we'll try to edit that in yeah. post. Um, so then, uh, so we're at seven kills with uh, Lisa. Right, blood art. Right. So who's next? The killer goes after. Our She's main, going after Courtney. Going after Courtney. The Sarah Jessica Parker looking motherfucker. Our main character. Yes. Courtney's back to her dorm room and discovers Radish, his corpse hanging in the door. There's a hole in the door and his head's hanging through it. Why well, was the killer in her room? I don't know. Somehow he's targeting her. We don't know because earlier well, in the you know he, earlier in the movie he was in there and he rearranged some stuff. This could uh, be like a it's so so dumb. The fucking worst movie we've seen. Yeah, so far, uh, so far, <laughs> is like where a podcast and uh, we could talk about this. I feel like you know yeah. all night. Let's have a slumber party. I don't get slumber party is probably the name of a movie that we're gonna watch at some point, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> well played. I don't brother. get why this killer is targeting Courtney. Well, is at he? this point in the movie. Yes, I agree with you. Uh, because he hunts her, man. Like, she discovers Radish's dead body and freaks out. She's running all over the dorm, banging on the doors. Help me, help me, help me. And comes downstairs and opens one of the doors. And there's the killer standing there. And she's like, oh, my God. And she starts running. And he starts uh, walking after her, you know, Pepe Le Pew style from the old Looney Tunes. She's running. 
He's just a casual stride. <laughs> just a bunk, de bunk, de bunk, casual de bunk. stride after her. Well, it's the same thing with any slasher movie, though. I mean, right. I'm always gonna, we're always gonna go back to, in my opinion, one of the greatest uh, slashers is Jason Voorhees. Like, mm. you know, running through the woods, and it's just right. stomp, stomp, stomp. He's so, an unstoppable force. But when they finally, you know, do meet up, mm-hmm. uh, again, we don't know why he is doing this. Like, no. I, that's what bugs the fuck out of me about right. Final Exam. He chases her all the way to the cafeteria where she um, she kind of locks both ends of the cafeteria, but he rides the tray return. Yes. Yes, which is foreshadowing. That was really cool. Yeah, I like he, that too. He, he steps on the conveyor belt for returning your tray and gets down to where she's at that way. Um, she, she does a little outsmarting where um, he chases her towards one of the freezers. She like opens a freezer door, turns on the light, and then slams the door. He hide, turns on the light, yes. And hides uh, hides uh, opposite the, the freezer door. So he comes by, thinks she's in the freezer, and he opens it up. He turns the light off, actually. And, and he opens up, and it's dark. And she pops out behind him and hits him on the head with a pan, and he falls into the freezer. She shuts it and locks it. And we're like, yay! Yeah. And she, she locked him in the freezer. She's like, I'm good. Even the music sort yeah. of goes soft, Ooh, like, yay, it's relief. Yeah. And then what happens? Uh, he... <laughs> Pops out of another door like a Scooby Doo fucking chasing like what for you meddling kids like he just pops out of another door. The freezer you know, has a second. Yeah, door. like no, they have three. It's like which door is gonna pop out? Like who makes? <laughs> let's make a deal. I, what I'm getting at is like I, I just thought like he would at least rattle it. I I, I don't know. <laughs> he this pops is, out and, con- and continues mm. to chase her. And that's when we see old coach come back. Right. Lisa run, or uh, Courtney, God, Courtney runs into the uh, uh, what's the building? The big tower building. I would say it's a dorm room. Oh no, yeah. McWilliams. McWilliams, McWilliams tower. Tavern, where it's got a real high, high staircase. Yes, spiral staircase all the way up to the top. Yes, she's running up there. Coach comes by. By now, it must be early morning because Coach is there to pick up to pick up Mitch, the security guard, to go hunting. Go hunting. Yep. And Coach pulls up, honks his horn. Hey, Mitch, where are you? Uh, Courtney had already ran past Mitch, who was passed out, drunk, pounded on his truck window. That's what we assume. We assume he's passed out, drunk. Yeah. He wouldn't wake up. She runs into the, the Could tower. be dead. But he could be dead. But I, we, they would have showed that. Go ahead, Amy. I'm sorry. And, and, and uh, Coach is like, hey, where are you? He hears Courtney screaming, and she's like, there's a killer! There's a killer! And Coach is like, holy shit. Uh, he grabs his bow and arrow. He grabs his bow and arrow. One arrow. I thought he grabbed... You're right. He grabbed one GD arrow. That's when the sheriff made fun of him previously in this. He's like, we're going to go hunting. And he's like, you're going to shoot something with that bow? And he's like, grab a gun. Like So it was like hillbilly or... The sheriff said bows and arrows are only for engines and moonshine. Yeah. Again, why this movie wouldn't work in uh, today's climate. So, um, so Coach has his bow and one arrow. Goes up. It goes follows. Goes, right. Runs upstairs. And the the killer is uh, feet just steps away from Courtney, and he says, "You know, boy, take another step towards that girl. I'm gonna mount your head on my wall." And he shoots his arrow, and the killer catches it. Just <laughs> fucking grabs it. Grabs it out of the air, <laughs> which I read was real. He knew how to do that, and so they shot it in a way so he was able to catch it out of the air, which is kind of neat, actually. Yeah, it did seem slow, like, yeah. when we were watching it, Andy and I discussed, like, pre-podcast, we were discussing this yeah. moment, but go ahead, I'm sorry, I'm getting too excited about bringing well, yeah. up the, the oh, no, the yeah. last kill, because Finish this is when... the kill? Well, yes. the, the killer then, uh, Co- Coach runs up the stairs, obviously, because he's out of arrows. You yes. Know, he only brought the one. And the killer, <laughs> the killer runs back down the stairs a little ways, and um, with no scuffle at all, just stabs Coach right through the chest. Coach with, dies with that arrow, and so Coach dies. And the killer goes uh, back to Courtney. And the killer goes back to Courtney. His foot falls through some rotten wood or something. Right? He sort of stumbles, and she immediately has a, a big like four by four yeah. beam and starts wailing on him and hitting him. And he, the killer, falls through the center of the the stairway. And, all the way down. Yeah, I think that's the, the Lamb Center where the sniper sat. Right. Where this, and so that to me is believe the final kill count with the coach and with the killer. That's a nine kill count. 
Yeah. We don't include the first woman. But I want to bring this up, too. I know we're kind of running a little past our typical times. That's okay. Which we, yeah, thank you. We're entertaining, man. They're not going to tune out. I have to bring this up. When the killer was approaching Courtney, because Courtney's the innocent girl, so Courtney would have had the perfect opportunity. If I was a screenwriter on this, I'd have been right. like, Courtney would look at the killer and go, why are you doing this? Ooh. What happened? Mm-hmm. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Let's rewind a little bit within the movie Final Exam. People talk about fraternities and sororities. Janet brought up to Courtney that there was, or Courtney brought up to Janet that sororities don't matter to her because the previous year, a girl did not get accepted into the sorority. So she went up to the Williams Center to where the killer died yeah. and where uh, the Dr. Reynolds talked about the sniper being. Right. And that she didn't get accepted into a sorority. So she jumped to her death and died. So pre- going back to the killer and Courtney meeting, Courtney going, why are you doing this before you kill me? Why? What's going on? Right. Yeah. The killer would have been great. My sister or my daughter was right. a girl that jumped. That would have been a 10-second yep. dialogue, and that would have fucking done it for me. It could have fleshed out this killer just a little bit more. Like, I get chilled. Like, it's, seriously, yeah. that was my daughter, and she could have been yeah. like, I'm sorry that his knife could have come up. And then they could have gone back with the 4x4 right. four four right. through the window, you know. And, like, she could have gone over the body. I'm sorry about your daughter. But, yeah, and then, so she it goes. It is one thing I like, though. When she starts wailing on him with that 4x4, four four and he sort of flips over the edge. And he's sort of hanging on, trying to not fall. She just keeps going. Which is something I don't think people do enough uh, against the killers well, in movies. She does not quit until that MFR fell. Okay, but then when she runs downstairs, jump scare, he comes back to life. Yeah. Then she decides to stab him for 30 fucking... Uh, you know. I counted. She stabbed him 12 times. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 12 times a pa- is a passionate killer. I watch enough true crime to know that 12... Yeah. Like, if she's scared, she's nervous. Then oh, she yeah. goes, sits on the stoop, and the credits roll. Uh, yeah, roll credits. Um, Sorry. I, uh, oh, and uh, yeah. what, what what was our last thing when we did with Splatter University? And uh, roll credits. Roll credits. Yeah. There you go. That was, and that's how it went. Uh, Courtney sort of rocking back and forth with she her lived. hands. She lived. She um, lived. The credits roll. This was shot at Isothermal Community College in Spindale, North Carolina, because the credits. My give, home state. The credits give a special thanks. It was also partially shot at Limestone College in um, Gaffney, South Carolina, and um, also in EO Studios in Shelby, North Carolina. Uh, right on, on about a $363,000 budget, and a novelization of this movie was also published in 1981, which further expands on the characters and included a motivation for the killer. So if you're able to track down the novelization Please of the up. final exam, let us know what the hell this killer was thinking. <laughs> yeah, also, I want to, if we're talking about fun facts here, yeah. um, when we see uh, Radish's room, his dorm room, uh, we get to kind of have some fun with posters. There's one I can't read, but there are two that I'm really stoked to read, and one is called Murder is My Beat. Ooh. Uh, it's a film, uh, a film noir filmed in a film, that, which they call film noir, and that's mm. usually anything that's not a romantic or, you know, massive film. or any, I mean, I'm not trying to sound disrespectful, but it's the truth. Mm-hmm. It's film noir. There's a deepness to it. In the 50s, uh, what we would call someone in the 90s saying it's a Tarantino film. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's a film noir film called Murders by Beat, starring Paul Langton, who was uh, very popular in the Twilight Zone uh, series in the 60s. Uh, filmed in 1955. Uh, he's, he's a detective that helps a uh, murder suspect find uh, a victim that she supposedly killed is alive cool. so it's a great poster murder is my beat the other title that i saw on a movie poster that he had was called the corpse grinders Ooh. that was actually filmed in 1971 this one's probably one of my favorites i think it goes out of our out date of our, our genre out of our, our genre date yeah but it's 1971 and it's about a cat food company that uh, loses their meat supply so <laughs> within the names the corpse grinders you find out how they get their meat and then all of a sudden cats start coming uh to want cat, their... cats start wanting to attack humans, yeah, and get the flesh of humans. So they get a taste of blood. Um, I'm sure there's more, but uh, we so did. So radish is a bit of a murder enthusiast. Yes, that's another. There's line. one that was hanging on his wall too that I, maybe I could have. You know, again, watching this movie twice, yeah, was enough. But it was I, one too many. It looked like it, it was like a. It's it's. I mean, watch it. I mean, we encourage this. Yep, we want everyone to watch these films. They're good. Don't listen to us. I mean, you can form your own opinion and then hit us up on our. Uh, Fucking social media sites and let us know what you think. As soon as we get those set up. Um, yes, we will soon. 
March College, which was the college at the beginning of the movie where the two people were making out in the car, does not appear to exist. That appears to be made up. And also Lanier College. Lanier is a technical college in Gainesville, Georgia, which was where the rest of the movie took place. That was all the fun facts I had besides what I've already mentioned. So My fun fact is I got one more. Yeah. If you take your fucking, if you pull your boobs out, you're going to die. Right. That is a, is that a trope? In, in well, that's, your, that's your word I fucking love. Yeah, I love that word trope. If, if somebody's got nudity, they are probably going to get killed. Well, I think other people have said it. Wow, what a great run through the kill count. Yeah, and we went a little heavy this week. Sorry. We did go a little heavy. And I, I'm going to be honest with you, Andy, I didn't think we would because this movie uh, got my lowest uh, count. Negative one knife out of five knives. Out of five knives. But uh, I want to do a quick plug. Sure. Uh, follow me on Instagram, T-Z-A-R underscore N-I-C-K. That's uh, at Czar Nick. Your turn, Andy. Uh, I am on Twitter at, at AJSomad. Also Instagram at AndyMan006. We are going to work on setting up a Facebook group for the whole thing. And you can try, try to find us there. I'm going to try to set up a Facebook group for slash you. Slash you! What are we watching for next week, Nick? Andy, we are watching a movie made in 1987 with an 86-minute runtime called... Killer Workout, and let's not give the description. Okay, available available on Amazon Prime, Killer Workout. Yes, please watch it. We'll be here next week. Yep, next week. Yeah. Uh, give us your feedback on this episode or what you thought about Final Exam, or uh, if you watch Killer Workout, which I'm really, I mean, I'm looking at the poster, Andy. I'm fucking stoked. I read the description. I'm excited, too. <laughs> so if we... And uh, it's a 1987 movie. This is like a so year before. So be in color. <laughs> well, hey, good. Fuck off. I'm just kidding. Hey, uh, thanks so much for hanging out with us at Slash You. My name is Nick. And I'm Andy. We'll slash you later. <laughs> that was so fucking lame. Three, two, one.